Well, good Saturday evening, everybody. It's 6.30 on the East Coast, 3.30 on the West Coast, which means it's time for the Bobcast. Which is, I'm your host, Bob Mercer. With, as always, is Mr. Rick Sawyer out there in the beautiful metropolis of Murphytown Circle. Good evening, Rick. Good evening. And in her own little part of the world over in North End of Parkersburg, T. Even T. Hello. This is where you say, I'm going to say this where you say hi, Bob. <laughs> Ladies Hi, and gentlemen. Well, better late than never, I guess. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to have Mr. Chad Emmerich <laughs> on. Chad is the um, is a candidate for the mayor of this great city of Vienna, which is everybody knows north of us. So, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to um, have him introduce himself, tell us a little bit about himself, and then we're going to um, he's going to tell us what he's running for. Don't forget that uh, you can send us messages on the chat. You can send us messages via Facebook. Um, you can even send a carrier pigeon over to Teresa's house, and she'll read it to us. So without any further ado, Mr. Chad Emmerich, even sir, thank you for being on the podcast. Well, Bob, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to be part of your Bobcast and to uh, be able to share with your audience about the great things that are uh, going to be happening and looking forward to be happening in uh, Vienna, West Virginia, as we look towards uh, the run for the mayor's office, then start planning for what's next uh, once we get elected and once we're in office. Good things to come. Okay. Um, I think we had a little bit of audio with you, sir. You back on? Chad? Am I there? There, yep. there you go. Okay, okay. You kind of shut off for a second there. All right. Okay. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, and and go from there, sir. Well, you know, the the short of it was, I was born and raised here in Vienna, West Virginia. Um, spent a a very lengthy career in the United States military, and of course, that had me bounced around uh, to various places uh, around the country uh, with various assignments. And uh, now I've, I've come back to Vienna. Uh, some family situations brought me back and started to get more involved in the community um, and looking to see how we can assist our community and take the, the skills and the talents and the experiences that I've gathered along my military career, my government career, and now be able to apply those and, and help effectively use those in the Vienna area. Uh, my family has been very uh, involved in Vienna. Uh, we own and operate a, a local restaurant and have since 1996. Um, I believe I'm going to go out on stretch if somebody wants to, if somebody knows different and wants to correct me, uh, I believe we're the oldest family owned and operated restaurant um, at least in our part of Vienna, uh, maybe Vienna as a whole, um, and just look forward to taking care of our community from the mayor's office and in the future. Well, first off, thank you for your service. We appreciate it very much. We always, we always enjoy, I was in the Air Force, Rick was in the Navy, so, and Teresa was a number one dispatcher, so that right there is PTSD all by itself. That's what I do now. That's where, T that's where Teresa and I met, was, uh, not Wood County 911. I've been there 18 years. Teresa was there. How long, T? 12. 12 years. Joe Brookover says, Go, Chad. Thank yeah. you. So, you know, um, we appreciate your service. 
you know, Vienna is one of the most, I'm going to say thriving places in the middle Ohio Valley. Um, there's, there, there's just always something happening in the city of Vienna. Um, they have a great mayor right now. I like him. Nothing, you know, great police chief, Mike Pfeiffer, just, just a great man known him for years. And, you know, I, I dispatch for Vienna PD quite a lot. And there's just, there's just something about, especially in the summertime, something about the city of Vienna, you go down, you always see people walking. You always see them running, walking their dog, walking with their husband or wife. And, 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 and it's so clean. I mean, it's clean. It's like, wow. And it's just like, there's always something happening. There's always people out and about. And that just amazes me. I mean, I grew up in Vienna up on 30, up on 11, 11th street off of 39, up right there by the city, Jackson park. I grew up there. And, um, well, we were close. It. Do I? I said we were close growing up in the same areas. Yep. Yep. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, but, you know, starting starting many years ago with. Um, oh, my God, I almost said his name, the mayor, um, the Miracle Mile. Um, I, I apologize. His name just slipped me. The mayor at the time. Parkersburg, I guess. Passed on the mall. And everything just seems to be happening up there. And that's just, it's amazing to see all kinds of new business and all kinds of new, new things are going on. Is, is there something that you see? I mean, we, you discussed a little bit of before we came on air. Is there things that you see that you want to either better or redo or, I mean, just something, just whatever. So I think anytime you get, you get somebody that has grown up in an area. And of course, like I said, the military took me away for a great period of time. So I had the opportunity to live in, you know, a lot of various locations, uh, small assignments and large assignments and in community uh, and in cities that, uh, you know, I was able to, to have a lot of experiences and just, um, a lot of various things going on. So when you you're out in that, then you come back, you start to see how you can, you know, apply some of those experiences that you've had and some of those things that you've been able to be a part of to right. the, the local community now that you're coming back to um, so that you can make things better. There's, you know, you've always heard time and time again, don't reinvent the wheel. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. And one of the greatest uh, abilities that we have is to learn from others and to learn from, you know, what, what others have done and to see successes and failures, then to be able to take those and apply those to our current situations or in this situation to our community so that we can add, you know, add services, increase services, just overall lift things to a to a higher standard to make Vienna you know the best that it can possibly be uh, for not only its local residents but for those individuals that come in in that you know support us through retail and all of the various businesses that we have we want to continue to make Vienna a very strong economic center uh, and make it a place where people want to come to 
both to live in, to work in, to shop in, in every aspect. We want to be able to effectively draw people to our community. That's where my brother, my brother Steve actually lives um, up on Grand Central Avenue. Steve, Steve works for the Sheriff's Department. And well, Bob, I'd kind up. of like to incorporate on a little bit of what you were saying earlier about Vienna being clean. Um, yes, I'd also like to say that Vienna is probably one of the safest um, larger areas in Wood County. And uh, I'd just like to know, would you attribute that to the um, Vienna Police Department? Or do you think it's the citizens or do you think it's both or, you know, or, or do so you to answer your question, I, you know, I believe, I believe that it's, it's collective of a lot of things. You know, our police department is uh, one of the finest departments that I've ever had any uh, experience in working with and in, in been a part of knowing the, the officers that we have and, our police chief, uh, Chief Pfeiffer, does an outstanding job, uh, both with his force itself and interacting with the community. I know I've had several uh, interactions with him, and he is always quick to respond. He's always, uh, you know, available when you when you need him or if something's going on, and puts the resources in place to be able to to take care of that. You combine that with a, a force that is proud to be here. Our uh, Members of the Vienna Police Department, you know, take great pride in their work um, in what they do, and they they want to take care of our community, uh, and we're thankful for each and every one of them that we have. Then you add another layer on that with citizens uh, within our community, within Vienna, that are proud of their community, that take pride in their community, um, and want to be able to, to provide a safe environment for their, their families and their children and their friends and all of those people that come into contact with. So when you take all of those things and you put them together, it provides a very large safety net in a lot of situations for our city uh, where you can feel safe out walking and riding your bike and letting your children play. And that is one of the greatest things that I remember as a child growing up, being able to be in the city uh, and feel safe. And uh, my parents would know that I was I was safe. Um, and I just want to see that continue and to strengthen that as we build forward. What do you think is one of the biggest, what, what do you think is one of the biggest hurdles? I mean, is there, is there, I know, I know that, you know, there's so many business, I mean, running out of room or anything like that. Do you, I mean, what going forward, I know you guys want to bring more business in, but you can only put them in so many spots. I mean, is there, is, is there other places that I'm, I'm thinking how I want to put this? Is there other places that this, you know, you guys can look to and say, okay, you know, we can develop this into a really great um, business, business community, because I know there's a lot of, I mean, we're up there every day, you know, but I'm just trying to, you know, I, you can only go so much. And I, I know that they, they just do so much. It just blows my mind at times. So what do you think is the biggest, biggest, um, not obstacle, but the biggest thing that Challenge. you see that you see needs to be dealt with, you know, now, I mean, so are you, are you specifically talking like economics and business? 
Is that yes. is that the yes. Thing? yes yes so I have I have I have always said and I continue to say that Vienna needs to find ways to bring new money into our community. Um, you know, a, a lot of our, our our economic you know base right now is built around retail sales and services that go along with them, um, with the exception of some uh, professional services and medical services that are that are within our community. And we need to bring individuals into uh, and bring businesses into the community that are bringing money into Vienna and into the Mid Ohio Valley. Uh, let me give you an example of, of, you know, kind of what I see going on in a lot of situations. You have a person that works, we're just going to say at Walmart, uh, but then you have another person that works at one of the fast food chains, McDonald's, Burger King, so forth, or one of the restaurants. Uh, the individual that works at one goes to the restaurant for lunch, then the individual that's working at the restaurant for lunch then comes and spends their money at that retail location. So it's not new money coming in, but it's money that just continues to circle around within our community. I think one of the challenges that we have is to find ways to bring outside revenue in. If you look at Anna's history years ago, and when I say years ago, decades ago, we had several industries um, in the way of manufacturing and so forth that were in our city that brought those revenue sources in. We don't have anything like that, um, you know, going on in Vienna itself. And although we we look at the, the challenges nationally that we have as far as industry and manufacturing and so forth, uh, so we take, take a step back and we go, okay, what, what can we do? How can Vienna, you know, approach economic development, uh, for instance, which is always a, a big uh, topic on people's minds and in their conversations, how can we tackle that and look to say, how do we we continue to build uh, the infrastructure uh, so that companies want to bring their business here? In it's a it's a multi-layer process in which you you provide you know the the infrastructure and the public safety and all of those various things to make Vienna. A situation where it appeals to companies to want to come and bring their their business here. We have some challenges in the way of, um, you know, land and space, and you know, Vienna is only so big, so you can only get so many, you know, things in a uh, in an area. And I guess unless we start building up in those various yeah. things. So I think collectively, if we you know, start to work with groups uh, such as the, the Wood County Economic Development Authority uh, that that has the availability to to reach out, uh, uh, you know, on the, the behalf of Vienna and its residents and to work with agencies such as that to where we can tackle uh, those problems that would face Vienna in the way of economic growth on a much larger scale and, and utilize those resources, I think it would give us a greater opportunity uh, to be able to to tackle those um, and not feel like we're, we're struggling to look just by ourselves at how we can do it, but come together with, with larger entities uh, that are dealing with economic development to, to overcome all of our challenges. I've always said that, you know, I'm I, obviously, you know, I'm a city councilman for the city of Parkersburg. Uh, 
and I've talked to Kim, Kim Williams quite a lot. She's, I call her one of my favorite council people. And I, I think that, you know, that there, there is a opportunity for Vienna, Williamstown, Parkersburg to work together. And same with, um, same with, uh, you know, the county, everybody needs to, in fact, I'm putting together a thing. It's called the footprint footprint for the future of the mid Ohio Valley. As soon as everything comes together. Um, but anyway, I'm going to read something to you here. If you don't care something, this is from Kenny Klein. E EMS ambulances is a county jurisdictional issue. Wood County has and intends to continue private EMS by CCMH and St. Joe. The Vienna Fire Department Fire Chief has approached the county over the EMS or lack thereof in the county with no success. Although it is a county issue, it impacts the citizens of the city's, its PDs and fire departments. I personally feel the time has come for a county ambulance authority and is the biggest public safety issue in our region. Chad, are you aware of the delays in patient care because of lack of ambulances? Side note, the medics and EMTs are good people, but this is a political issue. So I guess the question being, Chad, are you aware of the delays in, in patient care because of lack of ambulances in the county and the cities? This has been a topic of conversation uh, in Vienna, and it's it's come up multiple times on how we provide the, the needed medical services and emergency services to our community. Um, you know, a lot of our emergency services are provided for um, in, re, in partnership with our volunteer fire uh, department in, um, you know, we are again, very grateful for everything that they do um, in the way of support and providing. What I would like to see in, in, our, in conversations that I've had is to strengthen overall, all of our emergency support services. Um, as you know, life and death can be determined by mere seconds in a lot of those situations, um, it can, you know, it can happen very quickly. Um, in Vienna residents deserve to be able to get uh, not just adequate care and a response, but they should get the highest levels that we can possibly provide for them. And I will advocate on every citizen's behalf, the need to be able to provide those emergency services so that when the time comes and something should happen, um, and it's not a question of if, but a lot of times it's a question of simply when it will happen to us and need it, so that when the picked up or the, the 911 message is dialed, that individuals can do it with confidence, knowing that we have um, the, the highest levels of emergency services that are there so that they know, again, with confidence that they're going to get taken care of and they're going to get quick and speedy response to meet their needs. Well, I think a lot of it has to do as well, and I'm sure probably Kenny can relate to this, um, lack of, the lack of trying to get people to work, you know, lack of EMTs and paramedics. Then they go to the hospital and they wait three, four or five hours, lack of personnel and, and i'm not saying anything bad about anybody so please do not send me messages that i'm because i'm not i i deal with it i've been i've been a dispatcher for 18 years i see it every single day and a lot of people talk about it a lot of people have issues with it a lot of people 
Rick and I talk about it, I think, on a daily basis, you know. And it's, it's one of my favorite hot buttons. Yeah, one of his, that's one of the things that really presses his button is that right there. So, you know, I, I, I agree with you. We need to really, really take a look at it collectively. I think we're one of the very few counties that does not have a county ambulance authority. You know, I don't exactly know how many there are within this within the state. I'm sure those in the EMS field would probably be able to tell me that. But, you know, I, I, I do believe that we need to have a, a county an, a ambulance authority. And I think that it might somehow help out here. So I want to say, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, I think I think one of the the largest responsibilities of um, our elected officials, and especially in this case, the city mayor, is to be a strong advocate for the people. Uh, so, if we see these challenges, and we're able to collectively come together and you know try to determine and set forth a course that would uh, be able to meet these needs, uh, you know, part of my responsibility would always be to continue to advocate for the needs uh, and to be a strong voice on a county level for our uh, local citizens within Vienna. Okay. Um, Mr. Joe Brookover, I'm sure you'll understand this because this is all you said and I'm sure you'll understand it. $7 million pool. Yes. Thoughts. <clears throat> so if you've if you have tracked and, and been a part of what's been going on in the city, Jackson Pool um, is a 60 plus year old uh, pool facility that um, hasn't changed much over the course of the, the decades in which it's been in service to Vienna. Over the last couple of years, um, it was shut down. Uh, it wasn't even operating, but it has continued to deteriorate um, over the course of, of time. Uh, Vienna started to take action on it and it got got put on the back burner. They started to take action on it again. It got put on the back burner. Um, then this the last reiteration that went through and um, actually took took movement on it uh, was a plan that um, cost um, around seven million dollars may cost in excess of seven million dollars. Um, the, the true number in a lot of those situations hasn't been uh, really determined because there's, you know, surprises, obviously, they can be around every corner. Uh, but we're really putting $7 million around a facility that's 60 years old. Uh, they're not redoing the pool itself, but a lot of that money is going on, going into the surrounding uh, parts of that pool. Um, there's a, a very very costly slide um, uh, portion that's that's being put into that these uh, very large slides uh, they're doing some renovations to other parts of the the facility and so forth um, in the you know the the challenges is that had we act sooner on this this is not a new pro the, the deterioration of the pool is not a new problem it is not something that just happened you know there wasn't a natural disaster or something that happened that caused a, um, a good working pool to now need all of this money. It's happened over the period of years. And we've had the opportunity to deal with this and we've not. And now because the pool went neglected for so long, 
with the cost of inflation in of supplies or being able to get supplies, the difficulty of getting those general costs um, that have that have gone up expeditionally with with COVID and with inflation and with our current economy, we're now spending seven million dollars to to renovate this pool, and it's a it's a very touchy subject in Vienna. Several people came out and and spoke um, on you know their their feelings and. We got a bit of a freeze there, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, he locked up. Oh, that's too bad. All right, hold on a second. He was going so well. No. Chad, you're kind of you're locked up, buddy, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what happened on that end. Um yeah, he was doing he he was doing pretty good, and then I'm I was tickled to death to hear, you know, he he's a good guy. Got a lot of things going on in the city. As soon as Chad gets comes back, gets figures out what's going on, we'll um, we'll get him back on here as quick as we can. But um, Doug Hess sent me a thing with. Um, did you happen to get that up there, Rick? Yeah, I I saw when you popped it up. I mean, I mean, no, the um, the uh, thing without back that Doug has sent. No, I didn't see that. Okay, it, it is a um, hold on a minute. Let's see here. <laughs> ah, all right. Tuesday, January thirtieth, five thirty to seven thirty, Texas Roadhouse. Uh, support people first in Mid Ohio Valley. Ten percent donation night. Um, <laughs> so make sure that we we kind of got that a little bit late. So Rick, Rick. Uh, okay, Rod, Roger. As soon as he gets back, we'll 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 pass this on to him. And uh, here we go. All right. There you go, Chad. Sorry about that. You must have, you froze up. We're like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, technology. Right, right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and you were doing so well. We were like, oh, wow, what happened? Anyway, just real quick. Um, so I guess, where, where did I leave off? Um, we were talking about the uh, pool and the uh, very expensive slide. And after that, you just kind of went, we, we like froze that. up, did we? So the yeah, yeah. The, the cost well, of the you, pool. You did. Yeah, the cost of the pool has obviously grown, and the fact of the matter is, is that this is the pool is not a. It's it wasn't a surprise issue. Um, it's not like we had a perfectly functioning pool. Then all of a sudden something happened, and now the the pool is just unusable. It has deteriorated over the course of the last you know, decade uh, that we know for sure. Um, and if it would have been dealt with sooner rather than later, we could have made these improvements. We could have made repairs at a much lower cost. Uh, but mm -hmm. now because we're struggling with inflation and, you know, things that are still affecting us after COVID, um, the cost of supplies, the availability to get supplies, um, it has now bumped our 
our ticket up to, you know, 7 million um, and could potentially be more. You know, you'd always hope that it would be less and, and maybe, you know, something will happen and that it will be. But right now it's looking at a, at a cost of that $7 million price tag. And a few years ago, if they would have acted on it, the pool, re, uh, you know, revamping and renovation would have only cost around $3 million when they had the, the bids come in for that. But they did act on it. Uh, they pushed it off. And now it's costing the city of Vienna $7 million. Uh, to get a, a pool that's, in essence, still 60 years old with some new amenities built around it. Well, see, we kind of ran into the same thing with Southwood Pool. And Southwood, we had problems with the um, with the pump and everything like that. And they went in, put in, had it put in a new liner and stuff like that, make it a long story short, they filled the, they filled the pool up. And one of the other councilmen called me and she goes, Bob, did they put water in the pool? And I went, well, there was, well, it's gone. And it sucked it right out. The mayor's like, what? So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I get it with the pool. We, we caught, you know, I mean, Parkersburg, we, of course, we obviously redid the city park and we're, we're Southwood should open up this year. Um, Chad, this is from Roger Conley. This is a good one. How would you recommend using the op opioid settlement money that Vienna is receiving? Uh, so, as you know, um, there was a large opioid settlement that came through uh, the state um, and was getting dispersed throughout the cities and so forth. Um, you know, there are a multitude of ways that we can utilize this money. And there are certain parameters on which um, we're allowed to spend this money. Uh, the, the first thing that I want to make sure is that this gets spent on new programming or new initiatives that are, are unbudgeted. Uh, I don't want to see our city council use this money to reimburse themselves for um, money that was already budgeted or money that was already spent. The year they can have a surplus to work on a pet project or something that would come up. This money should specifically be used for new initiatives and new programs in our law enforcement, in, in those areas in which it's allowed to provide our community with things that we would not have been able to have provided or done uh, without it. So new programming, new equipment, new initiatives, not things that you know we're already doing or things that we've already spent money on, but new ways to, to tackle uh, and to fight against future issues uh, when it comes to um, addiction and, and uh, drug abuse and crime and those various things that uh, surround all of the, the scenarios of, of opioid um, you know, abuse uh, so that our community can be safe. But again, the, the, the key that I wanna make clear is that this money should be used for new programming, new initiatives, new equipment not things that they've already spent money on or things that they've already got budgeted. That was a good answer. Appreciate, appreciate the questions, everybody. That's that, I mean, I appreciate it. Um, so before we went on, you said there was what, five, five separate issues that, that you're focusing on. Do you want to go over some of them? I know you went over economic development and stuff like that, but 
Is there other things that you'd like to go? Because I, I, I don't want to keep going and then you not be able to say what you need to say is what I'm trying to get to. I want you to say what you need. And to say. I, I appreciate that. There are, you know, there, there are five areas in, in which that that I want to give special attention to um, during this campaign and in when we take office and um, be able to provide for, for our community. Uh, the first we've already talked about economic development. Uh, I believe that it's very important to, again, bring new money, uh, new revenue into our community. Uh, but how do you how do you do this? Of course, the recruitment of businesses and those various things that go into that, uh, which is going to be everybody's boilerplate, you know, kind of look to say, oh, well, we got to get new businesses in. But to be able to do that, we have to make Vienna attractive and appealing for new businesses to, to look at it for for corporations or, or in, in private businesses um, as well, you know, um, locally owned businesses or individuals that want to open locally owned businesses uh, to increase the economic development of our city. Um, you know, I, I discussed a little bit about partnering with the Wood County Development Authority and being able to work with them uh, so that mm -hmm. we can provide a, a combined effort on that. Uh, two, uh, we have to increase infrastructure. Uh, there are situations in our city where, you know, yes, we're limited on space, but we also have infrastructure needs that, if not addressed, cannot adequately provide the infrastructure needs for new or larger businesses to go in. When you mm -hmm. look at, uh, you know, providing basic utilities uh, in sewage, in the, all of those little things that people don't necessarily think of about being able to support a business, we have to upgrade our, our water systems. We have to upgrade our, you know, our, our waste management, uh, you know, sewage and all of those, you know, pieces that, that build it up. Uh, we also have to be able to provide the roads, uh, the care of the roads, the maintenance of the roads. Um, Vienna roads that are Vienna owned and operated. Um, there's a, there's a lot of, um, Areas where you got to drive a little slower, uh, which, you know, may be good, I guess, to reduce speed, uh, but not uh, at the point of creeping along. And I want to see those situations get the attention that they need across the board so that our infrastructure from our roads to our um, utilities to our services that we provide for the, the, the city as a whole, but to be able to provide for new businesses coming in. So that if they come in and they they decide yes i'm going to to make vienna my home and i'm going to invest money in that we as a city need to be able to provide the services of infrastructure that they need so that they can be successful in that um, keep them updated and maintained even after they come in uh, okay. public safety um, is another is another topic if people you know, look at a situation and they feel that, you know, their investment is not going to be safe and secure. We want to to tackle all of those challenges that might come along with it. As we discussed earlier, I am very thankful for the amazing police force that we have under the direction of Chief Pfeiffer and all of the law enforcement members that we we have as, as part of that department that do such an amazing job keeping our city's uh, streets safe and our community safe and our businesses safe. 
And I just want to continue to support them, making sure they have the resources that they need, that they have the manpower that they need, that they have the equipment that they need, that they have the training that is required so that they can stay to the very top levels of service that they can so that public safety can be a top priority. Public safety also is not just law enforcement, but it is, as we discussed, those emergency services. I want to continue to see us invest in our emergency services so that you're not only physically safe, you know, from, from crime and in those aspects of, of safety, but you have all of the emergency services and equipment and training and manpower that you need to be able to keep public safe, not only individually, but as our businesses as a whole. Right. Go ahead. Then, then looking at community engagement, I am a big believer in community engagement. I think that, you know, my job um, as a, you know, a, as a, a future elected official of Vienna and a, a representative and an advocate for the people, uh, I want to be able to hear from the community itself, you know, how they feel, how they think, what their, you know, what their opinions are. I have said, you know, a thousand times, I think my, you know, my ideas are always going to be great. You know, as, as you probably think your ideas are always going to be great. Exactly. But, exactly. But, you know, that's not always the case. Um, and I want to hear from the community on a regular basis on how they feel things are going in the city, how they feel that services are being provided, how they feel, you know, we're treating them and taking care of them as a community. Then if they have recommendations, I want to be able to listen to that and hear them through. You know, a lot of times somebody will come to you and they'll want, you know, all of these things and you can't necessarily provide them. But I think uh, an important aspect is to be is to listen to what they're what they're saying, to hear their concerns, then to be able to find ways that you can address those concerns, take care of their take care of their needs. Um, we have a lot of stuff that goes on in the city. We have a lot of people that are very passionate about uh, you know topics and issues, and I want to take the time on a regular basis to be able to have open discussion and engagement with our community members to the point that they feel comfortable coming to me and saying, Chad, this is, you know, this is my opinion. This is how I feel. And I want them to know that I am genuinely concerned, about, you know, how a program or how a service or, or how, how, how a busted up road, um, you know, affects their life so that I can, you know, the, the, the struggle that they're they're going through, then to be able to apply that to how we govern within the city. Uh, I see a question here. It says, are you talking about regular town hall meetings? Absolutely. Um, you know, that's, that has always been, if you look historically, how do you know and how do you gauge what the opinion um, of individuals are? How do you know whether or not they're they're uh, you know happy with the services that are provided or happy with the services that you know they're getting within the the city the only way mm -hmm. that you can do that is if you are physically there talking to them surveys you know we, our our standard answer today is that 
we want to, you know, continue to put out surveys and, you know, we'll send out surveys and we'll send out surveys and we'll send out surveys and we're going to get responses back. Well, I don't want to get a, a sheet of paper handed to me with, you know, 80 responses from a community that has, you know, 11,000 residents, uh, give or take, I think right now around 10,000 residents. I don't, I don't want to get handed one sheet of paper with some numbers on it in determine that's how I'm going to govern. Um, I want to be able to hear the people. I think there is a, there's something lost when you're not talking face to face to a person. Um, and those general conversations that you have during town halls and the conversations that you're able to, to have face to face are critically important to being able to keep your thumb on the pulse of the community and know what's going on. Um, did I answer that question in regards to town halls? Yes, thank you. Uh, that that's that's a great answer. Hold on, hold on a minute. My my cats decided it's time to come over and love on me. And I'm, they do that they do that once a week, and so this happens to be the time. So that was a great answer, and you know I'm sure a lot of people would love that. You know, and and I know you know we, we've talked about the police department, and you got a great fire department. Chief Show has really. Chief Show has really done a lot up in Deanna. Great I, guy. You know, great guy. A great, and, and a bunch of great people. And they're all over everything. I mean, we send them somewhere phenomenal. And they're like, boom. And, you know, same with city council. You know, city council, I know on my end, and I'm sure same as Vienna, we hear everything. I mean, we're the ones, we're the ones that hear most of the griping and complaining and the prey you know hey you know this is ridiculous you guys did this you know it used to frustrate me and but now you know, this is kind of one of them things where you have to you have to take it and say okay what what can we make out of that you know and uh, people enjoy that people love to be able to talk to somebody in charge and know that that what they're saying is being heard and i think that's a great answer chad that you know you want to have them and i just I think people would eat that up. I honest to God do. So just to just to follow up on that, you know, obviously there's a there's a need to have greater engagement with the community as a whole, where conversation can be held back and forth, uh, mm -hmm. where we can discuss those things. But there's also a need when you have individuals that have concerns that are very, very close to their heart or could be concerns that are issues that they they want to keep, uh, you know, they want to voice them, but they expect a level of confidence in some situations as well. Uh, one policy that I will have will be a open door policy as a whole to every member of our community, uh, regardless of who you are uh, or what you do or what you contribute or what, you know, what your role is within our city. Even if you have a role, you could just be, you know, the, the average everyday citizen that, uh, has a has a uh, you know very passionate concern. Uh, I want to be available to them to be able to discuss whatever it is that they're that they're experiencing, what their challenges are, what they're what they're passionate about. Uh, so I will commit to having an open door policy and being available to every member of our community when they want uh, to reach out and speak to their mayor. I never want somebody to hesitate and think that you know the the outcome would be would be negative for them if they reach out to me with a with a concern i right. want them to know that i want them 
I want to hear them and I want to, to be able to understand why it is that they're concerned about things. And my door will always be open to all of our uh, citizens of Vienna. I've always made it a point, and I've said this many times in open council. I, wor I work for you. You don't, right. you don't work for me. I work for you. I, I do what you want me to do. And I bring up, and, and that's the way it should always be. It should never be uh, too bad. I, I don't care. I'm going to do it, you know. Um, and, and I've always said that. I've, I've always said that, you know, we, we, we work for the people. And sometimes, and, and I'm not saying anybody in particular, but sometimes people forget that, especially on a national level. You know that. Especially on a national level, people forget who they work for. You know, I, I always say, you know, I'm a citizen hired by citizens to represent citizens. Mm -hmm. That's my job. That's what I'm doing. That's what I do. And, right. you know, that that's that's awesome if that people can that people that hear this can say, wow, that's something to think about because we can go over and talk with him, talk with the mayor and he'll hear us. He'll sit and listen to us. And that's that's great. And so one, one of the things man. that uh, one of the things that I would like to like to do um, and to be able to be available for individuals is that we will set certain times, whether it's weekly or biweekly or what have you, you know that I will be in a certain location from this time to this time. And if you have any concerns, you have questions, you have absolutely anything that, that you want to be able to sit down and, and talk face to face about, um, I will be in that location for that certain period of time to be available. Uh, and although, you know, we won't be able to spend hours on end talking to, you know, just just one individual because we have to be fair in, uh, to all of our citizens. Right. I want to be available and let them know that they will be able to, to find me. Figuring out how to reach me will not be a challenge. I will be I will do everything that I can to be accessible to our community. T or Rick, do you guys have anything, you have any questions you, you want to ask real quick? Well, um, one of the things, not to step on any toes here, because I know that you're in the restaurant business, but um, I've noticed um, a lot of people on like the Facebook, the Mid-Ohio Valley, um, when there's new businesses and things that come into Vienna, they're always complaining, oh, it's another restaurant. We don't need another restaurant in Vienna. So first of all, I'd like to know how you feel about that statement. And second of all, I would like to know what kind of economic development specifically do you have envisioned for Vienna? Good question. So yeah, obviously, restaurant and food service business is a, a very close, uh, you know, uh, uh, subject to to my family. Having been in the restaurant business as a whole, my parents started, you know, forty years ago, and you know we're still continuing and have been in our current location on Grand Central uh, with Mr. Diggity Hot Dogs for, I think, twenty four going on twenty five years at that location, but have been in Vienna for twenty nine years since 1996 or going on 29 years. Um, and that goes back to the point of saying, we need to figure out ways to get new businesses in. You know, look, I welcome 
those individuals that, that want to start up businesses and try businesses and, and go out and, and try to create, uh, but it's difficult. Uh, it's really difficult to, to start a business from scratch and move on. And even if you have, um, you know, national chains that come in and want to open up, you know, there's, there's only so much population in the area so that you continue to have to, um, you know, find those ways to say, okay, we just don't want those same businesses coming in. So, yeah. So do you hear, you know, oh, great. Another gas station. Oh, great. Look, another restaurant. Oh, great. You know, another car wash, you know, whatever it may be. So that's where you get into the, the situation with working with the, the Wood County Economic Development Authority. And also uh, just to, to touch base, I'm going to, I'm going to pop this up real quick. If you can see it, um, the lighting's a little hard. Vienna has a, um, it's called the City of Vienna Comprehensive Plan. And in that, you know, plan, and that's available on the, the city website, and there's a meeting actually Monday night at 5.30 p.m. at the city building uh, to be able to review that. But if you look through that, you know, it, it determines and looks at a lot of ways uh, that we can do this. We can, we can add facilities for, for training and professional services, um, you know, in the, the world that we, that we live today, um, you know, there are IT services and, and various businesses that, you know, take up, uh, you know, space-wise take up a, a very small footprint, but that can continue to bring money into our community. So as I look at it from, from my, you know, viewpoint, uh, working with, again, agencies like the Wood County Development Authority, uh, Economic Development Authority, to be able to do that, we have to look overall at what we have as resources and then take what we have availability and resources as far as space and infrastructure and in uh, access to, you know, transportation in and out and various things to be able to say, you know, what, what can we do to make Vienna a city where people want to raise their children and businesses want to come and make, um, you know, investments into that is, that is not a, a, a one, you know, line sentence that that's going to say, if we do this, it's going to take care of everything. I know for a fact that it's going to take working together with everyone, large corporations, and especially small businesses. How many small businesses do we have in Vienna? What is their impact within our community? How do we promote small businesses that may offer services that could reach outside of our community? I am obviously very small business friendly, um, having come from a family that's been in small business for all of those years and want to find ways together working with them to be able to strengthen them, to be able to encourage it, and also to be able to encourage diversity in the things that we have. Maybe you have somebody that says, look, I really want to do something, but I don't know what it is. If we put it out there and say, Vienna has a great need for you know, these things, whatever it may be, it might just strike a note with somebody and they go, you know, I've always had an interest in, you know, whatever it may be. And it may encourage them to go, if I know that I have the support of my city government behind me, that my mayor wants to get behind me and help promote 
and support my small business, my local business, so that one day it can grow into a medium or even a large business. Not every business starts off the size of, you know, large Fortune 500 companies. How many businesses have started within the garage of somebody that says, look, you know, I think I can sell this or I think I can build a, build a better mousetrap. That's what I want to encourage. I want to encourage people to do the things that they're passionate about to supply the services that we need, not only locally, but on a larger scale within the county, the state, and, and even nationally, but to encourage that and let them know that their city government is supportive of them and is going to try to do everything that they can to make them successful. So uh, I, I got, a, got a couple comments here. First one is great job, Chad Emery from Air 2024 from Joe Brookover. Uh, have listened to President Trump. Doug has, while everyone always wants new businesses, many business owners who have been in the city for decades always feel slighted because everything is always for the new folks and nothing for the ones who have stayed. And let me see what this one is. Doug, oh, never mind. Um, I could, you know. Could you see that, Chad? Yeah, I do. Um, Let, let's not. So, so to to answer, you know, Doug, your your question. You have to incentivize new business, but you also have to do retention of current business. So you've got two aspects in economic development. You've got recruiting, which is bringing new businesses in. You know, going out and you know, you know, making making Vienna attractive in a fashion that new businesses want to come in. But two, there's retention that you have to do within the city. And that retention would focus on how do we strengthen the current businesses that we have? How do we help them? How do we support them? How do we, you know, try to do all that we can to be successful? So you can't just always be focused on the new, 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 new because you will never, never out-recruit your losses. It's, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work, and, you know, if you've, got, if you've got a funnel and a sieve and you're trying to fill from the top, but you're losing it from the bottom, you're never gonna be successful. So my suggestion would be that we strengthen and we work with strengthening the existing businesses that we have. Let them know that we are grateful, even though, you know, maybe they may be small and locally owned businesses, that they add to our community, that they're a benefit to our community. And if they weren't there, our community would miss them. So one, recruitment, yes. But two, we have to find ways to retain the businesses that we have. Look, just look over the last 10 years. And I'm not, I'm not going to give specifics, but just take a moment and say over the course of the last 10 years, how many businesses have I seen open and closed? Opened and closed within the last 10 years. Yeah. You're right. Now, just look within the last five years, how many businesses have come and gone, come and gone. I want to make ways that businesses come in and that they not only get established, but they build and they increase their base and they increase their their consumer base and that they know that they have the confidence to be able to continue to operate, knowing that their local government is supportive of them. Amazing. T, any other questions from you? Um, I probably have all kinds of questions, but do we have time? It's probably more like the time, yeah. <laughs> Rick, do you have anything you want to say, sir? No, I don't. Thank you. 
Anything else you'd like to say there, Mr. Chad? You know, just in closing, you know, I want to, you know, to speak to all of the current employees um, of Vienna and just let them know that we are are so grateful and thankful from the guys that, you know, the crews that are out there cleaning streets to the individuals that are working in the utilities, uh, to processing the payments, to the admin work, to, to every aspect of, of city employment that we are grateful for them um, in that I will continue, uh, you know, to work on their behalf and to provide, you know, the, the resources that they need, the support that they need, uh, you know, the pay that is, is required to keep us competitive, uh, to be fair, to, to keep things safe, and to make Vienna a city that individuals want to be loyal to in their employment. I want to make sure that you know, that we take care of our people because our success is relying upon them doing it. And again, my door will always be open. If you are an employee of the city of Vienna and you have issues with something going on, you can come to my office. You can, you can come through my door and know that I'm going to hear you and that I'm going to address those needs and concerns and be an advocate again on your behalf and make uh, Vienna a city that you want to stay gamefully employed in uh, and keep you around. Well, listen, it's been a great pleasure to have you on, sir. You have answered, you know, some pretty good questions. You've, you know, probably opened a lot of people's eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Mr. Chad Emmerich, candidate for the mayor for the city of Vienna, West Virginia. Um, we thank you all very much for the comments, the questions. Uh, we're going to be on for a couple more minutes after Chad leaves. We got a couple things to take care of, but uh, we we do wish you the very best of luck, sir. Good and, luck, Chad. You know you. Um, Thank you. You you are going to you. If anybody to... is out there and they have additional, go ahead. If they have any additional questions for me, they can find me at chademerick.com. C H A D E M R I C K dot com. Reach out to me, and I will be available to you. Yeah, don't spell it with two e's like Bob did. Okay. <laughs> Even though, even though he said the check still cashes, just spell the I'm not sure what website that'll bring up. All right. We appreciate you. I appreciate you. We appreciate Thank you guys for, for having me. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, anytime. Chad. You have a very good evening, Thank Chad. You. See you, buddy. Uh, you too. Bye-bye. Wow. That was, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Well, um, just real quick, Rick, I want to make a couple more announcements here, okay? While yeah, I got, I got the, I got a while we were talking, I got a couple of things that you were talking about. So I do have uh, the thing for the roadhouse and. Um, I put that back up. Go ahead and put that back up. Again, dine in or to go support people first in mid Ohio Valley. Uh, this is one of Doug Hess's great organizations. Doug Hess, everybody knows fine, fine man. Uh, Rick and I, Rick and I, you know, and a lot of other people think, think a lot of Doug. Um, Tuesday, January 30th, 530 to 7.30, 10% donation night. Um, presenting this flyer or a digital copy to the Parkersburg, West Virginia location. Texas Roadhouse will donate 10% of your total purchases. Dine or go. Okay. Also, 25th of this month, five days at the Skate Country, um, Taylor Swift Skating Party. Why? Anyway. Um, <laughs> You did all. Did I say that out loud, T? You did. You did. Go, Rick. Take it off, Paul. 
Oh, no way. No, you just didn't. Okay. Anyway, it's 530 to 830 p.m. Uh, <laughs> I think that says admissions $5. Uh, it's skate country. Uh, the 17th of this month at 5, 5 to 8 p.m. Spaghetti dinner hosted by Yo-Yo Elite at the Lubeck Civic Center. Um, adults are $12. Senior 10. Kids $5 under three free. Uh, this benefits the Yo-Yo Elite Twirlers, the award, the award-winning Yo-Yo Elite Twirlers, I'm going to say. Uh, the dinner includes spaghetti, garlic bread, side salad, drink, and dessert. Um, raffle tick, raffle baskets and other items will be available to bid on. All proceeds go directly to the team for competition. And having my granddaughter being in there. Hold on a minute, Rick. Don't go away. There we go. Um, my I know it's how expensive it is for a lot of families to, to so this this will kind of help offset them. Go if you've not ever seen these little girls, right? Riley now is one of their coaches. If you've not ever seen these little girls, wow, <laughs> they try so hard. They try they're just like Rick when when Rick does baton. He tries so hard. <laughs> I, Rick, you can get rid of that now. Okay. I already told him. About you. I already told him about your problem, child. Oh boy. He appreciates you. Anything else you want to say? T. That would be you in the center right there. Anything else you want to say, T? Yes. I think she can't hear me, Rick. I think she must have lost you. Yeah. Sorry. I think she's frozen All up right. too. Well, I, I, I think I, I think it's that uh it's that medication she's <laughs> probably. She's probably sitting there going shut up guys this is not the time nor the place <laughs> t you're froze up there we go all right now, now you're not froze up we've been talking to you and you've been ignoring us we sang happy birthday she can't hear no, us she can't hear us all right anything else you need to do ricker no sir i don't believe so i think that just about covers everything all right well, there'll be no podcast next week because of my schedule but we will be back february 3rd with a new candidate for office we will put it on the podcast websites and facebook and let you all know who it will be um we just got so many and it's hard to get a hold of them all but we're working very hard behind the scenes to get a hold of everybody um got a lot of great people want to come on locally that are not are not um candidates but people you will know once they come on this has been a production of the Bobcast MOV Productions, LLC. Have a great night, you two. I appreciate you all very, very much for being on and helping me keep things moving and asking some really good questions. Doug, Chad, Roger, Pam, everybody, thank you so much for being here. All y'all. Family. All y'all. Love you guys. Have a very good evening. Ricker, I'll call you tomorrow, sir. All righty. See you, buddy. All right. Take care. Let me get, you, let me get us out of here. Get us out of here. This has been a production of the Bobcast MOV Productions. Thank you for watching. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel.